Claire She is a half elf grave cleric of Kalimthor. And she doesn't want to be a cleric, but she doesn't know any better. So it's basically just a big fucking prank on her by everyone else of the temple. But she doesn't know that she can quit. And she's reluctantly here, but as you have probably found out in the last game, which I found out that you learned, is that she has lost her ability to feel pain. So I'm kind of stressing about her getting that getting that sense back. Uh, let's go to Ongo, our favorite goblin of the party. Yeah, uh, I'm David, and I'm playing Ungo. Ungo is a goblin. He's raised by elves. Uh, it's raised by wood elves that killed all of his family and friends when he was a baby. Uh, they tried to raise him to be a ranger, but he is a goblin and can't do divine magic, so he's just a fighter with a bow. Um, <clears throat> he tries to act like an elf, but he's a goblin, so he's not that wise or intelligent, and it doesn't always work. And he ends up making a lot of jokes on accident. Uh, he's got a bow and a magic dagger, and he uh, <clears throat> wants to be uh, the on-point ranger leading and finding everything and ends up being a joke half the time. <laughs> and he is he now tries. the Green Baron of the Soggy Court. Yeah, we do. Ungo the Green Baron. Don't uh, think he, he, he does worship the elven god of archery, Solonor Thalandria, and aspires to be precise in all of his actions. Ungo lost his shadow and has no shadow, which is ironic because his name means shadow in Elven. All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my name is Chris. I play Mavis, a human bard, uh, who, although he does display some upshness when handling a musical instrument, uh, it rather seems like his heart isn't in it whenever he's performing. Uh, he, for a bard, he's uh, a bit brush, I guess, and he seems to lack real appreciation for the intricacies of human interaction. Um, but nonetheless, he cares for his friends. Uh, although he's, he doesn't always know how to say things nice, he tries to help them. And he's here in the Feywild looking for something he lost a long time ago, uh, which hasn't been revealed yet, so I'll keep quiet on that. Um, I, know, I, I think that's it. So far, it's kind of boring, but I hope. Oh yeah, uh, currently, as of it's also known as the Knight of the Pickled Fly. I guess let's go in order. Uh, Celeste, maybe. I'm Nicole. I play Celeste. Um, she is a Circle of Stars druid elf. She has very pale skin and bright blue eyes and white hair, and she's always wearing this really sparkly, flowy kind of constellation-like robe. Um, she spent most of her nights worshipping the stars and the moon with her family. Um, she lived in a very secluded kind of clan off in the mountain that uh, was centered with a big giant crystal that fell from the sky one day that they all worship. And she actually carries a quarterstaff with her that has a, a double-sided piece of that crystal on the top of it. Um, she's kind of quiet, kind of stoic, but also really sweet once you get to know her. I'm, my name's Todd, and I'm playing, uh, yes, a Harangon, which is a rabbit man ranger. Uh, his name's Slapney Dashil, or Slap Dash for short. Uh, also known as the Pot Dodger. 
around the goblins of the land that he kind of keeps one step ahead of, uh, always on his toes. As of recently, is also known as the Pond Flower Knight. Uh, that's a title he earned recently. <laughs> um, he uh, he's, he's got soft white fur um, that's clean but stained in a few areas from dirt and grass and something orange in one spot, which is a bit unexplained. Um, wearing sort of rough um, leather armour and boots, uh, well-travelled, uh, a belt with a few things hanging by the side, namely a couple of short swords that hang lazily there, um, and an unstrung longbow on his back that he uh, travels around with. Um, he's got um, very, very cute chocolate brown eyes that he blinks at people uh, above his smile and always holds at his hand, asking them if they need a paw with something, um, and an unstrung longbow. On his and back I was going to do a voice for him, but every voice I designed came out like Bugs Bunny, so I decided not to. <laughs> You make it sound like it is a bad idea. <laughs> we'll see what happens when I slip into it. <laughs> but that's Slapney. Um, and yeah, and that leaves um, uh, Rebecca. Hi. Um, Eleanor Elysian, the Duchess of the Three Rocks. <laughs> well, as, as of now, <laughs> as of recently, um, is a um, eclectic and charismatic former cultist and noble turned nomadic hermit for the last 20 or so years. Um, she, um, yes, is a little bit fickle and um, a little bit out there, but um, has a kind heart in the end and uh, is always looking to help people in her own strange way. Um, she's now traveling with her, her newest traveling companion, Slapney and uh, has now ended up in this precarious situation and as a nomad is used to getting into strange and, and weird situations and is uh, likes to go with the flow and uh, hence uh, finds as herself in... here with this uh, interesting band of characters. I have a question. Uh, quick, quick. Oh, go ahead. Uh, was there an upper floor or like how high is the ceiling? The ceiling is about 10 feet tall. Uh, no indication of like a stairs or anything. No, no. Okay, isn't that stairs in the corner? Uh, yeah, going down. Oh, down. Down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, you are right. They continue, so they do go down, but they also continue up. I can't yeah. see those on my screen from where I'm standing. I didn't. Yeah, same here. Yeah, and yeah. out those windows, is that a balcony to the south? Is it? Yeah, you can if you move your character around a bit, that'll that'll give you a bit of a view of um okay. Because you can peek through the window, get a bit of an angle and then move to side to side and that'll give you a bit of a view. Where Where did we come in? Was the entrance? You came like in, we came in on you a, go out. Yeah, the circular stairs, staircase. Yeah. Ah. Okay. A quick question. Uh, a few sessions ago, I think we were when we were crossing some random stream. Uh, Mavis looked down and through the wat muddled waters, he saw an image of like a bathhouse or something, where one of the hags was taking a, hmm. a swim or something. Was it? This yeah, place? it might have been not have been one of the hags. It was just an image, but you saw this um, toad-like person uh, bathing and basting themselves. In, in this pond, which looks very much like this one. It's not a pond, okay. it's, it's a, you know, like a, a hot tub. Tom. 
And there's is a mirror a... in there as well, is there? Yeah. There is, yeah. Is that a mirror? If you look closely, okay. yeah, you can see there's quite a tall, slender mirror that's it's got a stand, and the stand rises above the water level. Yeah, so, so my next question is, what was the angle of what Mavis was seeing? Was it top-down, like we were looking, or was it kind of like it might have came through that mirror? No, it was just like a, um, a top-down, 45-degree okay. sort of view. Okay. Isometric. Yeah. Isometric, yeah. <laughs> ISO, classy, <laughs> classy view. Um, okay, well, Satney might walk up here to have a chat with Ungo and have a look at this place. At the top here, what's what can we see out the out to the north there? Anything interesting? Um, out of the window? Still, no. Um, yes. Every way you look, like you might see other things when you look out in the distance, but that's probably the edge of buildings that are higher than you. So right. um, uh, all you can see is... Um, fog. You can see mm -hmm. down. If you look, if you sort of look, put your face right over to the window and look down. You have to wipe the grime off. It's um, think of it a completely run-down, dilapidated cottage that never gets any maintenance. Can, um, can we see the ground, or are we too high because of the fog? No, you can see the ground. You can you can tell that it's you know maybe forty feet or so down. Okay. Okay. So I guess our choice is to do something with this water or to just keep going up the stairs, I think. Um, Looks like there's some steps leading into the water. There are. Yeah. Does, it, yeah. So, so Does it look like anything is in the water? Is there something swimming about or is the water perfectly yeah. still? Um, the water looks still. You can see there's mosquito lava. There's many, quite a oh. bit of mosquito lava. And there's lots of minnows. Still for a while. Lots of minnows. Okay. Um, okay. Celeste, you can see that the stairs go down to the water level. You're, you're right there. And they continue to descend into the water. So you could sort of stroll in and at your leisure. Yeah, I think Celeste is going to walk, start walking towards the mirror almost because she was unconscious for the last little bit. And yeah. I imagine she has quite the bump on her head right. that she oh. wants to take a look at. Okay. I'm just going to go with that because I'm like... Uh oh! All right, like uh, slap me, so, slap me. will just come over to the edge here and watch carefully. Okay, all right. So Celeste and Franny, you both sort of wade in. Um, you, you're probably going to be. At the you're probably going to be waist deep at that point. Let me just check. Uh, as long as there's no snakes, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Might be alligators. <laughs> there's, um, an, there's an idea. Just. I'm just gonna gonna listen. Listen at the stairs in case he hears anything up or down. Like if there's some, something happening upstairs. Okay. And Eleanor? Um, Eleanor will just cast prestidigitation on the water around where the girls are sort of going into so it's less grimy and disgusting. Okay. Because she's a bit of a germaphobe. <laughs> okay, that's why see. she became a sorcerer. <laughs> I've displayed in the chat a bit of a, a spiel about the, you know, the, the pool. Um, I think I've already covered most of that off. Stagnant water, depression to the depth of... Uh, oh, it's only one foot, so it's not waist deep. But you're sort of striding through. Um, Still filthy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, rising from the pool centre, stone well. Unpleasant odour. It's, it's gross. 
You can definitely mm-hmm. smell it. Even as you approach, you know, 10, mm-hmm. 5 feet, it gets stronger as you go. Um, the mirror, as you get closer, is quite grimy as well. Um, Press the digitation. All starts to clear <laughs> off, yeah. Very good. And That's going to be the word of the game. Yeah, it is. Well, <laughs> especially in this, in this cottage, it needs it. Um, the rest of you are finding you're making quite a racket. The creaky floorboards, and you also find it's very damp wood. Um, that thick, sort of swollen um, with moisture and mildew. Um, let me see. So, uh, as you get down, you you you. Um, probably covers over your boots at one foot, maybe not, depending on what you've got. Um, but this well projects probably 10 feet high now that you've come down and looking at its side on. It's um, pretty tall, uh, so you can't look inside the, the well itself. Uh, but it doesn't reach the ceiling. I guess the ceiling must be vaulted slightly in the centre. Um, right. Okay. Um, Celeste and Phryne, you, the skin of your calves starts to sort of tingle a little. Mm. Does it feel like something's biting? Um, you could do a intelligence-based nature check, if you like. So the Peter tingle? That would be Celeste and, and Franny. So Franny. Flat 15. Yeah, 15, very good. And, Jack, was that? Um, nature. Nature. I think nature is intelligence-based naturally, so we don't have to do any gymnastics there. Did that work there? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, huh? it did. 12. Okay. okay. So let's have a look. Um... Right, so Celeste, you're not sure what this could be. Franny, uh, you think that it is acidic. It's an acidic sensation. So I turn back to Franny and say, do you, do you feel that? Feel it, and it doesn't, it feels like, oh, it's like burning, like chemical burn. Yeah. Oh, oh. Maybe, maybe we should get back out of the water. It's kind of like, I don't like this. <laughs> you, um, Franny, you can uh, you can tell that it's not something that's going to keep burning and, burn, and you know, you're going to a minute later end up with third degree burns or anything. But, um, you know, it's more like you can tell it's on the acidic side, you know, like an over-chlorinated pool or, you know, something along that. Over, not chlorinated, over... Um, under-chlorinated. Yeah, under-chlorinated. Vinegar or something pool. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the skin of our calves are just red, nothing else? Yeah, yeah, red and tingly, uncomfortable. Yeah, clean off the dead skin, it's like an exfoliant. Yeah. <laughs> you also do find that, that all these little minnows come and start picking at your legs as well. Oh. Oh, um, this is what? I have so roasted out. I have a herbalism kit, um, if you want me to... See if I have something that can soothe the itching. Got a bomb. It's useful for you know life on the road. Mm. 
<laughs> so uh, while the ladies are enjoying the day in the spa, <laughs> uh, I have a question about the the, the dress-up dummies. Is are the outfits uh, resembling what the, the people at the soggy court would wear? Um, no, it's not. They're more like um, old, uh, regular peasantry clothes. Right, but hum vaguely humanoid, I yes. guess. Like, yes, yeah. Okay. yeah. But all shapes and sizes. Um, okay. Some children, and, and some adults. Okay, and there's things on the tables around, so broken plates? Uh, yeah, it looks like someone has been maybe making food here and pretty much never cleaned up. Okay. And they've continued to make food here on top of and or just swept things off off the side. Um, Eleanor, are you going to take your, just coming back to the mirror for a moment, are you going to bring your herbalism kit around to the stairs there? Or yes. I'm, sitting on, I'm sitting on the side. I'm like, up closest is, this, is the wall. That's... I'll just sort of, you know, move okay. over. Okay. So you've got your herbalism kit out ready for when they do come out. Franny, you're sort yep. of sitting on the bottom step just with your feet in the water, getting a bit of a um, exfoliation. Um, well, I mean, if it's if it's just like a slight tingle and then they're just like eating away dead skin, I'm like, you know, I was probably wrong. This is probably not so bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it doesn't feel so bad. And, and Celeste, uh, going over to the, to the mirror... Um, the surface is now clear from um, Eleanor's uh, prestigitation. And spell of the day, and um, you see a reflective surface. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Do I see myself? You do. You do. You see yourself. You can. All right, she kind of checks out the bump on her head and. <laughs> kind of fixes her hair. Okay, you can see that there is quite a quite an inju injury there, but um, it's uh, healing over nicely. Looks like it's nothing to be too concerned about. Mm. Um, Mavis and Slapney, I might come throw back to you. I'm assuming Ungo, you're just you know covering the group. Yeah, um, can you hear anything? Yeah, no, you haven't seen or heard <clears throat> anything. Um, okay. Uh, but I presume you've got a bow and arrow out or something along those lines. Yeah, and here I actually, I think I'm going to have my daggers ready. Ah, yeah, okay. All right, so you've got a dagger in either hand. You're looking very cool. Strike a pose if yeah. you're ready to pounce. Um, now, Mavis, yeah. Mavis and the mannequins. There's a band name for you, Mavis. Um, Okay, yeah, so there's seven humanoid-shaped dressing dummies. They're the proper ones, you know, that come in two halves, and you can screw at the back, and they go a little bit a little bit bigger and a little bit smaller. Um, they look like they're... Can you do a investigation for me, Mavis? I'll give you advantage, seeing as you've got Slutney's uh, sleuthing to help you out. Oh, not the best. Oh. Okay. Wow. It's, it's adding the two 20s together, by the way, everyone. Not... Yeah, <laughs> it's 16 plus one. Okay. Um, alrighty. So, 
there's four medium sized and three small child sized dummies and uh, six of them are adorned with um, what look like very dodgy home stitched garments um, someone's been trying to make their own clothes and not really got the hang of it yet um, one of them's bare, except it's got an ugly pointed black hat on it. I want it. <laughs> can I get that? Hat. I was just gonna kind of like sneak past and <laughs> yoink, sheepishly <laughs> reach out for the hat. Who's that? Sorry, is that Eleanor? Eleanor. Okay. Just sheepishly. Oh yeah, that's yeah. So, sorry, you're over in the right spot. Okay, so you move over a little bit closer to those dummies. Yep. Um, um, Mavis is not going to try to stab you, but here, say, so by all means. But I hope you are familiar with the rules. Oh. The what? Oh. The rules. Ooh. The rules. The rules of what? <laughs> rules of Yell. I don't think they were here when we when we talked about the rules. Yeah, so that's what I'm asking, if, she's, if they are familiar with Slapney and Eleanor. Rules of what? Slap these blinking... <laughs> what? <blind. laughs> the wild rules! Uh, I mean, her, I, I understand, but I thought you rabbit folk are from this place, right? Uh, I'm from out in the wilds. I don't see people much. I'll be honest with you, I happen to have uh, what, entered what? into the Feywilds by complete accident and uh, why don't you go ahead and refresh our memories <laughs> uh, very well and I guess I'll ask VM to refresh our memories because okay. I don't remember okay so um, they've all been informed that there are three um, three main rules that um, Zybilna enforced through her domain the rule of hospitality you should be welcoming and polite to guests until they prove themselves unworthy um, the rule of, that's the rule of, of hospitality the rule of reciprocity so there's this um, gift giving um, thing you should return a gift if someone does a favor for me you should you should expect to be required or asked to do some sort of similar favor back in return and the rule of ownership so people's things are people's things um, and it's a bit, pretty much a thou shalt not steal type of rule. Isn't the one, woman who made those rules a bit unalive now? Yes, yeah, so oh. she's the you one. No, with the old coup and yeah, so on. Yeah, so you've already encountered bandits who don't seem to care too much about uh, the rule of ownership. Although they did say they invoked the rule of reciprocity, so they were trying to go by the letter of the law, said... You can give us all of your things, and we will give you your life. Mm. <laughs> well. um, I think if you put a hat on there, if you put an old hat on there and swap that, that would probably be. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I quite have a hat. <laughs> I'm going to um, just start looking through her belongings to see what could be equivalent of a make one, yeah. hat. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't um, think the whole exchange thing is an item for an exact item that kind of misses the purpose of exchange or trade. Mm. Um, Stan really wants to have a look at those um, those uh, dummies and see if any of their heads would be a good fit for old Clapperclaw there. 
Oh. Um, what to replace his whatever he's got. He's got, got a nice he's board. You can <clears throat> you can definitely see that some of the children uh, dummies would be roughly equivalent. And Clapperclaw, we can he, he, we can torture him and stuff like that, can't we? Oh yeah. He, he says, yeah. "Hey, what are you doing over there?" And he's starting. You hear him trot around when he hears his name. Excuse me. Come and have a look me. at this clap clap. Excuse me, Ungo. Uh-huh. Excuse me, coming through. And he comes over, and and uh, he'll he'll be um, saying, "Well, you can pick me out a good one because uh, he can't see." All right. Yeah, uh, again, not to be a party pooper, but before <laughs> before we start dismembering random objects that don't really make sense in this place, um, how to put it? I'm afraid those are people. <laughs> and Clapperclaw. Maybe we of, can ask for it. Clapperclaw's he sort of zigzags, veering backwards and forwards. But lucky there's a rail, or he would have gone over. <laughs> but he sort of staggers like a, you know. Oh, well, hey Clapper, maybe we can see if we can find who owns his heads and, and see if we can okay. do some sort of deal for you. Now, um, Eleanor, I just wanted to. Uh, are you going to look? If you've easily found something, you could swap for it if you wanted to. Okay. While everyone's talking to Clapclaw, she's okay. gonna. So you reach put out the hat on her head and you reach out, out and you reach out and grab this hat. Um, and it um, f- the, the brim of it, which it's, it's a very looks like it's straight out of the um, Elden uh, budget budget basement. Uh, Harry Potter. Halloween. Still. Yeah, Halloween. We're here for it. Bargain bin. That's exactly what I want. And the brim just goes whoosh and flaps like a jellyfish. And the whole point of it goes straight up in the air uh, like an umbrella. And you all around it, these little tendrily spiky tentacle type things. It looks like um, a squid, a black leathery squid. And uh, So it's not a hat. And this, this, this... this ring of yellow eyes all open and then swivel around at you simultaneously. Hi. Angrily. And, uh, what a hat. <laughs> and it starts spinning around and these barbs. Oh my God. Start to. That is oh. not a hat. She's going to. That is not a hat. And what I'm going to do. So she picks it up from the tip. So she just tossed it behind her towards the <laughs> Um, I'm going to get everyone to roll initiative at this point. Nice. Here we go. You you ticked off the hat. <laughs> I'm just putting in the in the chat here. Angry hat to not give away too much. Can we roll the initiative again online? Yeah. So you click on your token in roll twenty, okay. and when you've got your token highlighted, click on your initiative in D and D Beyond. And that should throw your name and your initiative as it would be rolled in D&D Beyond into the chat and actually into the turn order as well. Ooh, a natural one and then a natural 20. Wow. Not showing up on the order. Hmm. But, uh, so we're starting around with Eleanor just holding the hat at the tip because she picked it up with the tip or? Uh, I'm good. First, click your token and then roll initiative. No, I did. I just checked for some reason in Beyond 20 the add initiative roll to the turn tracker was turned off. So let me try that again. 
Uh, sorry, Eleanor, as you went to touch it, it wasn't like a oh, grapple, okay. like a grab. It was, you know, you went to sort of just pick it up and it sort of... Yeah, from the top. Yeah, pulled out, pulled out. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like, no touchy. And it's flying. I really wanted a, wiz a wi Harry Potter wizard's hat. You <laughs> might still get one. There is yet time. I'm a sorcerer. Oh, I mean, if they kill it, you can wear it like a hat. Yeah, if you skill it. I'm wearing a, a black robe, like a really stereotypical Harry Potter <laughs> black and, and robe. Spin it. What would be more perfect than a big hat? Exactly. Um, okay, so we're at the top. We've got Mavis, Slapney, and Ungo. Uh, there's the first three. So, Mavis, uh, what do you want to do? I wish to do my crossbow. You're going to shoot it with your crossbow? Yeah. Okay. In which case, roll to hit. <laughs> Not one. <laughs> okay, so you hastily fire away, but in shooting from the hip, Rambo style, and it chunks into the wall. Um, any movement or anything else you might want to do? Uh, depending, where did, it, where did the thing land, land? Oh, it's still flying. It's hovering in the air. I'll put like, it on. I'll put it on the screen for you. Mm -hmm. uh, boom. Oh yeah. So uh, I just uh, nope. <laughs> and about there. That, that's it. Okay. And then Slapney, you're also ten feet away from this thing. Okay. Um, so this is floating right in front of my good friend Eleanor. There, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Yep. He'll whip out his second short sword and run over here and give it to um, Smacks. Okay. All right, so... So how are we going here? A short sword right. in one hand, short sword in the other? Correct, yes. Okay. He's got two weapon fighting. Okay. Yep. First one, 14. Okay, 14. Um, is a hit. All it is is a, a sack of leather, and it's, it's spinning there. Seems pretty okay. easy to hit. So, so we've got six damage for the first hit, and with his left hand, thirteen. Um, thirteen hits as well. And another six damage. Okay. Ungo. Okay. Uh, should you should should Clapperclaw get initiative? He should. I'm just putting him in there. Okay. <clears throat> but um, he's going to go um, after you, Ungo. So. Okay. I'm going to run over here in front of him to protect him. Okay. And uh, uh, I have my. Daggers out, and I will ready uh, an action to attack with the magical dagger if this hat comes within range. Okay. All right, let's have a look. Uh, very good. You've got a ready action to attack, Franny. Where are you, Franny? Oh, you're down in the at the stairs. Yeah, because okay. uh, Franny jumps to her feet, a little fish scattering as she darts across the thing. Dust through the pool, ignoring the light tingle at her calves again. <laughs> she readies her crossbow and she pick. All right, roll to hit crossbow. 
19. Thir- 19? Oh, crikey. Okay, that's a hit. Boom. This uh, hat's not holding up too well right now. Oh. Four Good damage. Demand. Four damage, okay. So this thing's looking... It's got plenty of... Um, uh, quite a bit of damage to it. It's, it's torn and tattered. Uh, Clapper Claw... Okay, he runs around you and shells charge and, <laughs> le- and leaps through the air with these giant crab claws. All right. And he, wow. he nips with one, hitting and doing six damage. Wow. Clapper claw. Whoa. And then he nips again with the other one. Oh, missing. Oh, no, is that, oh, I just rolled damage again. Whoops. Hitting with 20, 22. Ooh. And he, yes, and get he, and he kills get it. He kills it. Oh. He doesn't need protecting. And it goes, all, a boy. it goes all floppy and flaccid in his claws. And he goes, that will teach you. And he starts ripping it and snipping it, pulling oh, it off. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, okay, he says, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, uh, Oh, my, my emotions get away from me. I might have wanted to keep that. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> well, thanks for right, I think you. I think you need to sit down, Clapper. Okay. Well, I must find a hat shop at the next juncture. Okay, he says, I'll just go over, over here and line up my chakras. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like some herbs to burn? Uh, yes, please. Uh, just will pick up Bundle of oh, herbs and the vegetation, burn it, and okay. Start he, doing a sage cleanse. He uses his claw to sort of waft it over, to over towards him, but says, "Not too close, not close. I'm highly flammable." Yeah. <laughs> Okay. At least it'll smell nice in here now. <laughs> yes. Well, that was exciting. Uh, oh, we might ward off some of the mosquitoes. Don't take any more clothes. <laughs> okay, lesson learned. Uh, I want to, like, creep up the stairs. Off camera for a okay. I would, I would love to creep up the stairs and kind of just peek and see what's up there. Oh, um, just before you do, the last thing I was going to suggest is, should we yeah. look in any of these crates or anything like that? Or... Um, these, you know, there's all these chests and crates and barrels and things around. Because I think you're right, Angar. I think that's the next place to go upstairs. Well, I, I would like to look up there, like regardless of what anyone else is doing. Okay, so so while they're, I'm not saying I'm going to go up there. I just want to like take a look. Yep. Okay, so you sort of up the stairs, creeping, creeping, creeping. Um. Let's see. I'll just get rid of the turn order here. I'm just being careful that. Uh... Okay. And you come to um, top of the stairs, small area, little room, ten by ten, which pretty much just houses the the um, 
the, the staircase. However, mm-hmm. there's a um, dank hallway going on and it turns pretty quickly soon after. Okay. Turns, turns, does, does the hallway go east or? Um, turns to the west. Huh. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. I disappeared. Okay. No, Where did yeah. I go? Oh, there I am. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And you guys look around and Ungo's nowhere to be seen. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, slap me. You have a sort of snoop around the crates. And it looks to be um, old food, mostly. Not, not completely rotten. It's gone, you know, it's, you know... You know, been there for for ages, but just not a little bit on the nose. That just bit when stale. that's a bit past, it's used by date. But she'll be right, mate. Okay. Well, let's say we have a look up these stairs, guys. I think oh, that okay. might be where Ungo went. Yeah, just a second. Um, and a question for you: uh, yep. We came up from the circus or from the little? Large door here. Um, staircase. Yeah, I think it was. The, I think it was the staircase. Okay, uh, then I would like to investigate the little thing here. Is it locked in any way? Whoops. Just, I'm just checking just to make sure, but I'm pretty sure it was the staircase. Uh, the trap door. Oh, uh, I, mean, I hope it's not trapped, but yeah. No, I mean, the, the trapdoor is just a hatch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, is, is it locked with anything? Is there a handle? I'm just checking. Uh, yeah, there is a ring pull in the middle, and you can lift it up, and it eventually, it's a bit stiff, a little bit stuck, but... Um, um, you, it opens into a trap door that just drops down into the um, water below. I guess it's a garbage disposal. <laughs> yes, a quick way to get, get, to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. Uh, I really don't like this play too much. Uh, <laughs> Too much inconsistency. I mean, is it a kitchen, a dining room, a bath? Where is this supposed to be? Maybe we'll get some answers upstairs. Uh, all, um, right. all those white lines, those are doors, right? Yes. Okay. Um, maybe you should check here. Oh, okay. They're doors. Okay. Yeah. Would you like to do the honors, Mr. Kneeslopper? Um, maybe just listen at that top one. See if there's anything. Yep. Do a perception for to us. To be heard. Slightly. Or oh, what's your? Yeah, your percep- passive's fourteen. So let's have a look. Yep. Okay. You have a listen. Uh, you can't hear anything. Okay. He'll shrug his shoulders and nod to Mavis, and um, yeah, try and open the door. 
Okay, yeah. um, it opens, no problem. And you find um, a clapper, uh, you, you look around and Clapperclaw's gone, by the way, but you can hear, hey, buddy, they're still investigating down there. If you want to come down, it's a bit muffled, but it's coming from the staircase. Uh, yeah, okay. Let me peek around this corner first. Okay. So I'll just go... Just the hallway with some doors. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm just going to move this door for you. Down there. Mm, I can't move myself back downstairs because I'm restricted by the walls. Oh, yeah, okay, no worries. I'll just move you down, no problem. Clapplecore will stay up there and say he'll be on guard if anyone if he comes uh -huh. down, down the stairs. Perfect. He's going to run down to you and warn you. Mavis, yeah, that was not clear for doors. Mavis, you... You head through into a um, storage room of sorts. There's scraps of cloth, bundles of yarn piled through the room. Seems to be some sort of fabric closet. Some of the fabric that you see there in rolls is the same sort of patterns that are made from the clothes that are on the mannequins. Is there a black monster fabric in there? Uh, <laughs> no, no black leather fabric well nothing here but if you keep looking okay um yes same on the second door listen you do you do find two pin cushions and they're sewn into humanoid shapes uh -huh. mm. was there any pins in them um no not at this not at the moment of <laughs> the oh there are yeah there's plenty they look in particularly nasty places, like in the eyes and voodoo dolls. And one of them, and, is, uh, I just sorry, go on. One of them is in the shape of a um, of a lady riding a tiny rocking horse, all sewn as one object. And the other one um, has a pair of of wooden wings. Yeah, uh, I would like pick up one. I, the winged one. Yep. Uh, we just say, kind of morbid, and throw it behind him into the pond. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Does uh, somebody. So let's they don't just work. To give hmm. everyone a bit of a crack at this, if anyone wants to go through another door, we'll, we'll go person by person, so assuming that you're doing this sort of simultaneously. Oh, okay. Someone else wants to try. Uh, first, Celeste is going to scoop up that little doll. Okay. And take a look at it and kind of be like, oh, and then put it nicely on the side of the water. So it's not in the water, just up okay. above it. Drowning. Okay. <laughs> and Eleanor, I see you over at a door over there. Yeah. Why not? Okay. I will. You, the door opens. They're a bit stiff, a bit stuck. It's like a really old, old house, but opens up for you. No problem. Eventually. <clears throat> um, as soon as you open the door, you see this horse's head leering at you, and you sort of rock. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's got glossy eyes, and its lips are drawn back from sh sharpened, filed, pointy yellow teeth. It's almost as oh. if you're facing a nightmare from your childhood stories, how they tell you nightmares are supposed to look. 
but uh, this is just a head, and it's a, and it's but it's it's a real horse's head, um, but it's it's affixed to a large eight-limbed armature made of wicker and wire, uh, so that it faces the doorway where you, where you were entering from, and um, so it's an, like a spider horse thing. Oh, lovely. What the fuck is that? <laughs> is there any picture that we could see? Um, you can see it on the map. I hope not. El- Eleanor, you can see it on the map in front of you. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Friday straight over there okay. like a dash. I want to look. I want to look. <laughs> oh, I wanted to see because I've been mean, like, what I'm picturing is this freaking monstrous thing. And all I see is like, okay, well, it's still kind of creepy, but not horrifyingly okay. creepy. Um, um, Eleanor, you've just walked into uh, what looks like a, <laughs> a, a fucked up taxidermy workshop. Um, there's, well, yeah. there's flies that just all come up around this disordered room and they land occasionally on animal carcasses that are strewn around in small piles. Um, on a low table, there's an assortment of tools, little saws, knives, scrapers, uh, one of those hand-cranked drills and a large, chunky sewing thread and needles. Um, um, are there animals of interest? Yeah, there's plenty of um, taxidermic subjects, projects, that are... Whoever does this taxidermy as a hobby doesn't seem to... They start one project before they finish the other one. Um, and there's yeah. plenty of half-done... Uh, taxidermy attempts. Uh, some of them haven't worked and they've rotted or the skin's sort of peeled away. Um, hence Do the any of them need teeth? <laughs> uh, um, need teeth? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, no, they're, they're fairly intact but, but, dr- <laughs> but dried out. Damn it! There's a ship. I need to figure out what there's I need to figure out what to do with these ditches. Ah, there's a shelf that looks on the verge of collapse leaning against a wall between two windows and it bears the weight of dozens of these stuffed horrors. Um Alma's going to do press the digitation and just make a small smell of something that's nice just around her. Not the so smell she of doesn't death. have to smell whatever that would smell like. Smell the death. And she's going to sort of shuffle into the room and sort of hitch up her skirt a little bit. Okay. Yeah, don't want to touch anything. Um, that. <laughs> He's going to slap your head over there once he sees everyone going in there. Okay. Um, and you can see uh, these kind going to take a wide berth around the horse. <laughs> the, sh- the shelf of is all attempts at chimeric horror. They're, oh. they're mostly two, oh. two creatures somehow stitched together. In artless, yes. in artless, artless ways. Yeah, uh, but we'll address the last like, uh, um, I think you shouldn't soak up in that water anymore. Uh, I'm, a, I'm afraid every second you spend, you get, you get some additional disease. Yeah. I was just about to say, I think I'm gonna work my way out of the water and okay. come up here. Um, yeah, the... let's have a look here in the last door. Um, uh, Eleanor Franey, just before you move on from here, there's a, there is a crate. And it's got a name on it, scrawled on the side, scratched into it. Um, it says, yeah. ba- it says Babylonia. 
Let's crack that crate open. Okay, you sort of yeah. crack it open, and as you do, a, boom, a swarm of flies. That belongs to the hag. <laughs> oh! She was the hag, wasn't she, Pavlova? Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. And the and flies go swarming, filling the room. Uh, they're harmless, but creepy. And looking I am pretty much numb to the smell of death because I have been hauled yeah. to so many undead areas. True. She's just like, smells like home. And I mean that yeah. quite literally. <laughs> What's in the crate? Um, looks like the carcass of some curled up eight-legged reptile with spikes running down its back. Aww. You can roll the nature if you want to try and... Yeah. Nature. 18. No, 19. Oh, okay. You, you believe this is, a, this is a fairly legendary creature. This is um, a supernatural creature, a basilisk, which in life... What? Which in life can turn things to stone just by looking at them. Take its eyes. Look, but I think they're rotted. You know what? I'm going to stick my hand in there and I'm going to... It's dead. It's dead. It's yep. dead. I'm going to check its eyes. Okay. <laughs> it's dead. Its eyes are missing, but um, Slapney, okay. um, mm -hmm. you spot the work table. There's lots of tools and specimens and things. Um, and you can see that there is um, <clears throat> there is a, a, a couple of eyes on the table. He'll just point them out. He's, he's uncomfortable with this room. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just says, what about those over there? Okay. From the doorway where he's standing. Oh, all right. I'll go pick him up. Okay. Give him a little bit. All right. <laughs> so wish, you've, wish. you've got two eyes. One of them is glass and one of them is wooden. And what I'll get all I need is that. And what I might do is I'll move it back to Celeste and Mavis because you've got another. Where's that fucking scarecrow? <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a face. Eyes. Oh, yeah. We can put them in the gourd. You got some teeth give me in a as well. Right? I do. Hey, I have dead shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you got the He's. You know he's. Up hey, buddy. You know he's upstairs. Hey, buddy. Upstairs come here. Somewhere. <laughs> Mavis and Celeste. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. I'll open the door for you. Is that what you're doing? This this door where you both are? Uh, yeah, that was the plan. Okay. All right. You open it up, and it's another small ten by fifteen, fifteen room. And um, it creaks loudly when it's opened. This one's probably a little bit drier than the rest, um, and it's because the the door is actually a little bit higher than, than the floor level, um, almost like it's um, a, a large walk-in cupboard or pantry of some sort. And there's a large cupboard within standing in the dark room and there's fine scroll work framing it. Um, it's bridged by a circular uh, panel of dark wood and it's inlaid with a silver hourglass sigil. Hmm. Yeah, if I were to point at one thing that doesn't belong, just a place full of things that don't belong, that's the one. <laughs> it looks quite fine, and um, it's not scattered with all stuff, but there's little drawers and things as well. Open it up? Uh, yeah, 
I, th I think Celeste is going to cautiously reach out and take a peek in. Uh, that was Eleanor? Yeah. No, uh, Celeste. Celeste, okay. I'm, I've got my um, one view over here, but it's offset by, you know, 20 seconds or something. So sometimes I'm hearing someone talk and I'm seeing someone else's, but it's from a little bit before. But anyway, um, okay, so Celeste, you go in, have a look, open a couple of drawers. Um, and you find it seems to be locked. Rattle, rattle, rattle. Uh, mm. You can have an investigation check to see if you can figure something out. Okay. I think, guess, Mavis, if you want to help, you can, Celeste, you can have advantage or you can both roll. Yep, uh, I'll give you advantage. Okay. Yeah. We have a 7 and a 12. Okay. Um, so with that, you find that this circular panel, the hourglass, can be turned mm. upside down. Um, and by spinning it around the right way, eventually you hear, um, f feel that it's, it's unlocked. It's a way of, like a giant doorknob, really. <clears throat> um, the cupboard inside, each one stuffed with pouches and tiny containers. Um, there's a teacup-sized ceramic cauldron. Uh, there's a scrap of paper with the word, um... Spittle spew on it. Yeah. Just a. It's folded a couple of times. Uh, I'll put that into the. Da, 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 da. And that is inside the cauldron. So you lift, you know, the little lid of this tiny teacup-sized cauldron has got that that word on a piece of paper. And, um, you know, just rummaging around, you find uh, loose buttons of various shapes and colours, uh, materials, some stray cutlery from all different sets. Uh, there's a letter, um, still um, unopened. Um, there's an old frayed coiled up belts, pressed flowers, loose dried petals, a horseshoe. Um, lots of feathers from what look like fairly unique birds. So what you would seem as like minor treasures or things a child might pick up and keep forever. Um, I think I know where that, that horseshoe's owner is. Uh, Celeste is going to pocket a button. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. And anybody... Sorry, How about the letter? Are you going to give anything in return? Because <laughs> that's someone's treasure. Celeste doesn't think anybody's here. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I think this is all abandoned. Yeah. You do realize what happened with the hat. A <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, question. Does it look like it's assortment of uh, what is it called? Like material components for spells? Um, if they are, they're not spells that you would know. Okay. Um, Celeste, upon Phryne pointing out leaving something, blows a kiss to where the button <laughs> okay. is. All right. <laughs> and, and coming out, Ungo, uh, you're coming, you're strolling in as well from, from upstairs. Uh, 
Well, I mean, I've, there's this other door I've been standing next to. That's Ooh, another okay. door, right? Okay, yep, yep. I'll, um... Uh, I think we opened that one. We found the, the cushion pins. I thought that was the, the top door. Yep, Ango's got a new door. Yeah. Um, Ango, you open, we open a door stairs. as well. And you find some rickety stairs. Up or down? Do they go up or down? Yeah, I'm just checking. Um, okay. If they go up, and they seem to sort of snake up around the outside, you're now, there's a rail here, and you're looking out, and you're outside of a huge wooden cottage. And, it, and each, huh, huh. The, the floor above is bigger than the floor below. Okay. Well, gotta go up. Heading up the stairs? Yeah, why not? Okay. Let's see. Your stairs. Do we all see? Yeah, you see him, you see him go through. Go? Yep. Slutney, you see Ungo go through and sort of turn left. Um, Ungo, you head up some stairs. Um... And as you're going up, creak, 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 um, a couple of the stairs just break out from under you. Um, there's a chance of you just dropping away into the into the lake below. Uh, can, uh, can you roll a dexterity saving throw for me? Sure. Thirteen. Okay. Um, Slutney, I thought oh, probably Celeste. You're the closest. Um, you hear this, ah, psh. Uh. Slap me and run over there. Okay. To where we saw All right. Ungo yep. disappear from. So that was, that's over here somewhere, is it? Because I can't quite see him. Is that right? Oh, you well, you can't yeah. actually, because it's a bit, it's, it's dark in here and there's no light. <clears throat> you run over. Okay. And I think, guess Celeste, are you coming to the sound as well? Yeah. Yep. Whoop! So you heard, you heard it for the north, <laughs> from the north. You heard it from up here, Celeste. Did you say there was a okay. railing? He's going to run up here. Okay. You run up and you see uh, stairs. You see stairs going up. And there's about two or three stairs that are broken. Or a few stairs up the thing. And a big hole in the middle of the staircase. Yeah, I look down the hole. Do I see Ungo? Uh, you do. He's sort of treading water and he's, uh, his head is out of it. <laughs> And you see him sort of waving up at you about 35 feet above you. I'm okay. <laughs> okay, that did sound good. Uh, I'm just going to see if I have a rope. I think I do. Well, I mean, I can just, like, yeah, can go just back up on the, the stairs ramp. Again. Right? <laughs> oh, can he get back up on the stairs? Can I just go back up the ramp yeah. that we initially took? Yeah, like... yeah, so you see Ungo just do the uh, frog kick. <clears throat> Um, swimming through, uh, let's see, he finds, he gets himself, hauls himself up onto the ramp and then you see this rather sheepish looking Ungo come up the stairs, dripping wet, um, <laughs> covered in algae. Ah, and look sheepish, don't be ridiculous. Ungo <laughs> comes up there and he's, I'm fine. 
right. <laughs> you, fi- you finished there, Ungo? <laughs> Where's Eleanor? <laughs> I'm here. I'm hiding. Um, hiding away. Taking advantage of the d- distraction, Mavis will open that letter. Okay. That yeah. okay. Um, it seems to be a letter that is, um, it says something I'm going to paraphrase here, but it's, it says, Oh, brave Sir Bartholomew, my heart yearns for when we might meet again. It's a love letter. Yeah. Have we met any Bartholomew? It kind of rings a bell, but... Yeah, um... Please, is it the dragon? You're not sure? No, no. Well, I mean, I'm not there, but I mean, like, this is just out again. <laughs> None that rings a bell, Mavis. Okay. Uh, is, okay. It by, is it signed by anyone? Uh, no, it's not. And it's not addressed either, so it, it hasn't... It seems as almost as if it was unfinished or... Um, whoever wrote it hadn't decided to send it yet. Okay. So, I take it and I find Bartholomew. I'm like, hi, buddy. Here's a letter. Mavis is not interested. Okay. So, Franny, you can have a love letter as a trinket. Oh, no, I'm still in the still in the taxidermy room. Yeah, so Mavis is kind of using the, the the fact that everyone is distracted too. Oh, I see. But I will take the love letter. Okay. Eventually, I'm going to go find a Um, Slatney, I'm going to come back to you now. Um, uh, he, he was just uh, there making sure Ungo was okay, but it looks like that's been taken care of. Yes. Um, so we've looked at, the, at all the rooms. There is a door to the south that no one's opened yet. Oh, I, I Let's go there. Here. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Go down, have a listen, and uh, then open it. Whoops. And now we have a look while he's listening. Okay. Looks Pol- empty. It, you, you polish off the windows and have a look through. It looks like it goes outdoors. Um, and eventually you you know bust the door open, and there's a bal- balcony. If this wasn't over a swamp, it might be quite a nice place to go and hang out. Um, he'll just poke his head out there and without going out to the balcony, have a look out there and see if there's anything. Okay. Um, 10 foot wide balcony runs along the length of the, the entire length of the cottage end to end. However, this looks like it's a bit of a breeding ground for frogs. Cause as soon as you open a door, you hear, you know, it's just constant. This is cacophony. Um, and you can also see... And does he see a bunch of frogs on there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like fro- all... frogs yeah. everywhere. Just regular-sized frogs. You can also see that there's a clothesline at one end that seems to be attached to the cottage and then goes down at an angle out into the mist. Very strong rope sort of thing. Is that maybe one of the ropes we saw before tied to the ground? Do it's, we a, think? it's about the same thickness and angle. Okay. Um, okay, Slavia will just mention that it's there to everybody. If we need to get a quick getaway, that might be a way of getting out if you don't mind frogs. I find them quite charming. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't have a problem with them. Yep. Ungo's going to 
head over to this taxidermy room. Okay. Just step in and go, oh, oh, this is awful. <laughs> no respect yeah. for wildlife. Uh, he's going to turn to Eleanor. I seem to have become a bit wet. Do you think you could help me out? Sure. <laughs> sure. Oh, wonderful. I... <laughs> I'll, even, I'll even throw in like a bit of like a scent. You know? Like f- <laughs> fresh cologne. Oh, X. Oh, is this lavender? <laughs> mm. Smells like pine and sandalwood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's get out of here. Where's that scarecrow? It's upstairs. Let's go. Let's go. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Hit a, hit I am gonna give it a face. Oh, did you get those eyes, by the way, and the teeth? I think you. Said. I did. Okay. All right. I did. I took the eyes. I got teeth. Now give me that fucking gourd. <laughs> I'm gonna carve a face in that gourd. <laughs> if, it hurts if he lets him. it. Okay. Oh, if, if it if it hurts him, then I'm not gonna do it. Oh, I have a question of something I just realized. Yes. Um, what became of Gus the snail when we got captured? Um, you don't know. He was eaten. Um, because you were all because you were all unconscious. He's uh, with Arias. You, you don't know where it would be. No, we we left him because we had to take a boat, right? We we went uh, by the river. On the boat, on the raft, or something. So we left okay, him behind. So yeah, we but... set him free. Because we arrived at the jetty on a boat, and then we got attacked. So I, I figured he he was not with us on the tiny boat. Could be, yeah. yeah. True. You may have released him before you got captured by the Heron Gun. Yeah, we'll, we'll say we we set him free. Okay. He's or roaming free and in loving life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What, um, what are these orange and blue things on the walls? Ah. Uh, what, what are other things on the end of walls? Because I'm still are those up. pictures or bookshelves or. Okay, you come up the spiral staircase into a dank hallway covered with scores of portraits. Portraits. They all depict grumpy, sad, frightened, or angry people. Some sort of negative emotion, uh, but all different. Um, The figures include elves, humans, halflings, bullywugs, uh, goblins and others. A couple of hobgoblins, you know, the red face, um, sturdy goblins. Um, and they're rendered also in a variety of mediums. So there's etchings and sketches and charcoal and pencils and paintings and so on. Uh, but they're also all displayed similar to as if these are sort of somebody's hobby paintings, attempts at different, trying to get better at different things. But mm-hmm. just like people might um, overestimate or overvalue their work, they've all been framed in these elaborate gilded frames. Oh, The frames are worth more than the paintings. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> these are some prized uh, paintings, but shh, this, whoever owns them are freaky. Well, we got three doors? Yep. East, north, there's, south? Yeah, there's, there's doors, and there's also a framed oval mirror. Two feet wide, five feet tall, so quite... This is the, the blue one that you can see. And it's um, uh, hanging in the middle of the of the passage to the north. I'm just gonna see if he's looking okay. 
after that dip in the water? Um, you look in, like, you look you look in it. Leaves stuck through his head or anything? Yeah, you look in it, and you look pretty much as you expect. You're clean, and you're smelling of herbs or Axe body lotion, whatever it is. I forget, but um, uh. But you Lynx Africa. Yeah, you know, Lynx Africa. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and you went like this as a, and, and looked off to one side. Um, your your face is completely um, deadpan. Oh, what? No reflection. You're looking at yourself, and you're like, like I'm looking at the camera right now. Just. Uh-huh. Do we all see that? Um, well, you, no, because the angle of the mirror for you guys, where he so is. I'm will try, try to like, hey, hey. What are you gonna but do? But like, see if he gets any. He's gonna make some faces to see, see what happens. <laughs> make some goofy faces at the mirror. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so we can see Ungo. You can see Ungo making. Get... So what sort of faces? Oh, are you okay. You pull your mouth. Like, oh, here's this out, like mess with his eyes, yeah. nose. You, you. <laughs> Where your hands go is is as if you were looking in the mirror, so pulling your nope. mouth. But your your eyes, uh, it's like you've got resting bitch face. Uh-huh. You're the <laughs> Anna, Anna, Anna Kendrick. You're the, you've got the... I'm going to tell the rest of you, there's something terribly wrong with this mirror. Touch hey, it. Cheer up. Cheer up, Ungo. Okay. No, you touch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> She'll kind of shuffle in. Okay. Eleanor? Uh, yeah. What are you going to do, Eleanor? Jill, where is the mirror? Um, is the mirror? Let's see. I'll, I'll, I'll make you're it. You're in front of it. You're, you're there. Yeah, you're right in front of it, looking north now. Okay. Reach over Ungo's head. Okay. This is quite weak. I, I, I stepped away. He stepped away from you. Okay. And so, what are you going to do, Eleanor? You're now looking. You're looking at it. Just poke it. You touch it. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Poke it. No. Okay. It's just a mirror. A weird mirror. Yeah. Okay. While you might be knitting your knitting your brow a bit in concentration, examining this thing, your there's no lines on your forehead. You are. Mm. Oh, that is a good flattering. mirror. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, ooh, we <laughs> She's just going to sort of get a bit lost in. Okay. You know. If you've tried a. Trying yeah. to. <laughs> okay, well, I guess let's check the doors then. Okay. As Slapney as Slapney walks past the mirror, he's just gonna look in there just like just blankly looking in looking in there, blinking his eyes. Yeah, so you you, you, you look blankly in there. I think Eleanor I can see you just from the camera there looking off to the side and sort of patting your face and stuff and, and where you move your, your when you're moving your face around with your hands that actually happens in the mirror. Um, but your face is is not showing emotion. Okay. Um, oh, I look like Mavis. 
Can you roll a um, perception check, Eleanor? Sure thing. I'll give you advantage. Very That's all right. I'll give you advantage because you've had so many. Twenty. Oh, okay. Nice. It looks to you like this mirror is something that can be moved, as if it is somehow some special door, but you haven't figured out a way of how to open it. Okay, then. Sure, sort of. Take it by the side and try and. Lift it up or, you know, kind of yep. take it off the brackets it, in the wall or... It, it will not move. It is. Okay, then I would like to cast Ray of Frost on it to make it very cool. Okay. Ray of Frost. Um, it's not and then... Uh, it won't damage it. Makes it cold. Yeah, yeah. Makes it very, very cold. Yeah. And then uh, take the club that she just has... And just <laughs> break okay. it. Um, okay. Because it's cold okay. now, so maybe it will break. You give it a here. huge crack, and you would expect that that would shatter a mirror easily, and this does not break. Yep. Well, Celeste jokingly pokes her head like around and says, "Open sesame." Okay. Um, what's your facial expression as you do that? Are you talking about Celeste? Oh, Celeste, sorry. You're the one that says open sesame, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So what's your facial expression as you do that? Uh, she, she's kind of doing it jokingly, so she's definitely smiling. Okay. Well, as you do, your image smiles as well back at you. Oh. Um, and the smile just increases and increases and almost a little bit creepily so. But once it gets to, like, the limit that it possibly could, you you know, human physical endurance. Um, you hear this click and the mirror swings open. Hey. Face turns to shock as she did not expect that to work. All right. It's full oh. of medicine. Happy, it's happy. No. It's inside. What, what? Can she push it now? Yeah, I'll just move you aside Try. a bit so that I can open the door for you. And what it is revealed beyond is a passage. Oh. And I'll put, um, it was Celeste that was right behind you there. So I'm just going to put you second for now. Uh, so Celeste, if you want to walk in, um, uh, sorry, Eleanor, if you want to walk in followed by yeah. Eleanor, you could all sort of file down if you want. Um, the passage goes on. It's creepy. It's, it's claustrophobic. Um, let me see here just for one moment. Um, you get a strange sensation. There's a mouldy scent hanging in the air. And um, you go about 10 feet in and Celeste, um, uh, you see Eleanor, you think she's going downstairs for a moment, but she's actually shrinking. What? She's about, by the time she gets to the, the bend in the corner, she's only about three feet tall. And um, Celeste, um, yeah. sorry, uh, Phryne, Celeste only looks about four feet tall. And, and you realise that you're actually a little bit smaller than you were when you turn around and see you're about the same height as Sletney, not counting years. Elena's going to look behind her and go, oh my goodness, 
You've all grown. Yeah. Oh, we've shrunk. You get to the end and you're oh, about... Oh, you look pretty big to me. <laughs> you're about a foot tall, Eleanor. You've grown. <laughs> we've shrunk. What well, happens if we move backwards? Looks like you've shrunk to me. Uh, slap me. Uh, you move back. And you, you've shrunk as well. <laughs> you, you feel you... As soon as you step back out of the corridor, you swell back up to your mighty five foot... I think I've put on weight. <laughs> see, see, Celeste I told going you, to see, turn around. Grown. Celeste is going to turn around and say, Ungo, I don't, I don't know if you should come in here. <laughs> I'm short enough. You, you keep guard. You watch. You're good at that. Is that a tiny door I see at the end of the passage? Oh, slap me, go yeah, back looking down the passage, Eleanor, you can see a door about two inches tall. She's going to excitedly hurry over. Okay. And that she <laughs> shrinks to and as, as you do, she go, as she runs, each step is a little bit shorter than the next one. So that you, know, um, you end up sprinting the last 50 feet or so, like a mouse across the, the last five foot. And uh, so you're standing in front of this tiny door. It's, it's like ah. one of those fake you know, mouse-type pretend doors, but it, <laughs> it is actually in the wall. Um, How curious. Let's see. It's two inches wide, um, four inches tall, so it's pretty big, but it's, it's you know, a, you're human-sized, obviously. You are human, so you are human-sized, and it's it's about right for you. Um, Perfect. And, however, it is blocked by a tiny... Uh, um, uh, like a, a needle has been barred across the door. Which, to me, is like a giant bar. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's huge. You, you could dip, pump some iron for a while lift, lifting this. Sure. Try and... Yeah, can we all lift get into the Okay. I'll get teamwork. You lift yeah. it up. Yeah, with the two of you, I think, um, or maybe even the three of you could all stand side by side. You know, you've got, of course, you're not... Um, we are very tiny. Yeah. I imagine Celeste and Phryne kind of laugh as they run down the hall and be like, I'll race you there, because they're so small. That's true. Yeah, probably. Just like, okay. you know what? All sense is gone. Just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Celeste loves it. She's giggling the whole time. She thinks it's hilarious. Um, so, Slatney, you got your head around the corner and you can see them up there or... <laughs> When he see us, we are very small. Yes. Whoa, we are very, very small. <laughs> wow, look Whoa, at you guys. Slappy is really huge. <laughs> look at you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you lift the... probably can't even hear us. Yeah, you can hear this. <laughs> it's uh, you could sing oh. a sing a song and it'd be like the chipmunks. Yeah. Anyway, you lift the bar off. We'll, we'll move on. Uh, and allows the door to be opened, revealing a mouldy stretch of floor underneath a low ceiling. Ew. Lower than us? Yes. No, like no, it's... no, no. It's, it's, you could just stroll oh. through, but, um, you know, it's about f <laughs> five inches tall, you know. Cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Slapney, as you About go... Door open. As you go further down you're going to get smaller as well 
just just before he heads down, he'll just shout down the corridor, guys. I think there might be something to look at down here, and then he'll <laughs> yeah shrink himself off down the hall. Okay. I go. I go. Did you hear anything? <laughs> <clears throat> I have no idea. I heard. Maybe heard a little something. Oh, I'm sure if there's anything dangerous, they would call us. I do not want to find a rat down here. <laughs> I'm just going to say that now. I do not want to find a mouse or a rat. I will freak the fuck out. Um, you think you can hear talking, Eleanor? Uh... Do we do you need to open the door for us on the map? Uh yes. One sec. Oh right, I have to go to my meeting Ooh. now, actually. We're okay. gonna take a break now. Yes. I'm gonna open this door so you can have a little bit of a squeeze. Oh no. <laughs> and uh, and we don't go in there yet, but um we'll take our break now and reconvene at, at I gotta run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go. You go for it. When? Uh, how long is this break? Uh, a bit longer, if that's all right. Uh, yeah, but how, how long? What time? Uh, ten o'clock. Uh, sorry, half an hour. Ten? Yep. Half an half an hour. Easy. Okay. okay. Twenty twenty six minutes from now. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Fine. 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 <laughs> 